Hi friends, welcome to the stories that wrote me. I'm Dre Pombriat and today is episode one. Um, I'm not leading you astray. You will know exactly what we're talking about by looking at the title of every episode. Today's topic is one of my favorite things of all time, but something that I didn't understand and I actually ran away from for most of my life and that is silence. Silence, the absence of noise, stillness. Oh, nothing feels more like a breath of fresh air to me than just being in complete and utter silence. But it wasn't always that way. The first 25 years of my life, essentially, I only knew noise and chaos. I had this inability to sit still. I had this fear of being alone. I remember even having like a deep anxiety around not having any plans. When I was in my early 20s, it was always just one friend's house to the next friend's house to my boyfriend's house to, to all of these activities all the time, all the time, all the time. I remember just that, that feeling of being like, oh my gosh, nothing, I don't have anything on the agenda. What am I going to do just sitting here by myself? And it was the worst thing for me ever to just be alone, to be in silence. I had this, this deep codependency with noise with external stimuli which I eventually recognized as a fear of knowing myself it was a fear of knowing myself this fixation on always being you know out doing all of this stuff all the time and never being able to sit still was really just a way for me to drown out my own inner voices now it's not a coincidence that during the same phase of my life where I was so addicted to external stimuli I was also very addicted to alcohol and drugs and sex and all of these escape mechanisms that took me away from my inner knowing, that took me away from my truth. Now, those who don't know me too well yet, um, I used to work in the luxury super yachting industry for about five years. I still do temp work every now and then as need be, but yachting was the gateway for me into silence because it was constant noise. It was always, it was go, go, go. Those who are, in, who are in the industry know that it is this nonstop, on your feet, running around, getting shit done, 16 hour days. Like you never have a moment to yourself. You have a roommate. You're just constantly surrounded by people. I remember literally on my first boat, I used to like speed shower to hang out with my crew. We loved each other so much that every day after work, we were just like, oh my gosh, okay, go get ready in like five minutes and then let's just be together and let's go out for drinks or let's go do whatever, right? And, um, you know, I was living and working with 10 to 20, 23 people at a time and never having that space, never having even just a moment of silence or stillness eventually broke me. And I was like, I don't know why, because I've always hated being by myself. I've always hated alone time. I've always hated silence, but I need to go somewhere by myself and be quiet. <laughs> so the first taste of silence that I had in my 25 years of existence was at a detox retreat in the south of Spain in a little town called Alicante. And I swear this is the first time I could finally hear myself. I could finally hear my inner knowing. I could feel myself. And I realized that was why I had run. <laughs> That's why I had spent my whole life running because of all of these feels, because of the, the deep inner awareness of oneself that happens when we allow ourselves to sit in silence. And so after this experience, it was, it was painful. Honestly, it was like pulling teeth 
being with myself like that um being used to you know constantly numbing constantly escaping but it was also important and that is one thing that i love about myself is my ability to run into the difficult thing to just be like okay let's fucking do it it's going to be hard but it's important and i knew that about silence i was like this is this is here to show me something and so i began to seek silence actively amidst the noise and the chaos of my solo traveling adventures i decided that it was time to really get to know myself it was time to really start enjoying my own company and after a few years of of chasing silence and of having these little moments of you know a weekend at a hotel by myself or going out into nature for the day by myself i knew that it was time to go in deeper i knew that it was time for an, an intentional container where I could really develop a more intimate relationship with stillness and with myself. So I remembered that my mom had told me years prior about something called Vipassana, which is a donation-based 10-day silent meditation retreat located all around the world. They have over 100 locations. And y'all, this is like the most beautiful experience. I, I swear to God, like if everyone did a Vipassana meditation in their life, there would not be wars in the world anymore. Because there is something about going and sitting with yourself for 10 days that just blasts you open in an entirely new way once you get through the initial fucking just misery of it. (laughs) Okay, so I was living in Sydney at the time. And so looked into it, hopped on the train to the Blue Mountains, which is still one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. I saw the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen in my life there. But I hop on the train to the Blue Mountains, ready to go be in silence with myself, go be with this thing that I had run from for most of my existence. And I get to the front, it's this beautiful Zen space, and they're like, all right, hand in your phones. And I wasn't sure how I was gonna react to that. I knew that, you know, for 10 days, I wasn't gonna have a phone, I wasn't gonna have access to the outside world. And I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. You know, I was receiving a lot of projections of people being like, how do you feel about like, oh my God, are you nervous to not have your phone? And so I was kind of taking in those projections, but I also just felt really excited about it. I felt so excited to just disconnect completely and see where that could possibly take me. So I handed in my phone and I immediately just exhaled. I was like, okay, this is it no talking, no nonverbal communication, just like 10 days with myself. 100 hours of seated, silent meditation. And then I felt a little bit of foreshadowing of what that could entail, but nothing could prepare me for what actually happened within the first two days. Like I, the first few days may as well have been waterboarding. Like day two, I had to actually go talk to the teacher because I was like, I think I'm actually going crazy. I think I'm going mad. I think I'm going to have to seek mental health like assistance right now. And she was like, okay, well, what, you know, what's going on for you? And essentially I had been a guilt addict my whole life, particularly as I began navigating sobriety, which I had just gotten sober a few months prior. I realized how my addiction hadn't just been to alcohol it had been to guilt it had been let me focus on 
all of the things that I've ever done that have brought up like shame or guilt for me and just relive them over and over. And that's the whole reason why I drink. Because within me, because of some past life trauma that I've been able to work through since then, I had this this underlying feeling of constant guilt where everything I did would reinforce the guilt. It was like, oh my God, I feel terrible that I, that I got wasted and blacked out and don't remember what I did. So now let me get wasted and black out so I can stop remembering that I did that crazy thing, right? So I literally spent the first three days reliving every drunk fuck up and just spiraling into what Brene Brown refers to as a shame shitstorm. I was just like in my mind reliving all of it, but being sober this time. Like, you know, that feeling when you wake up the next day and you look over and you don't remember anything and you're like, oh, fuck, like what happened? It was like that times a thousand because now it was every single moment like that that had ever happened. And now I was just like alone with myself in it. (laughs) So that was that was that was hectic. That was really the culmination of my years of self-loathing. But then on day three came something that completely changed the way that I experienced life. And that is something called the sitting of strong determination. Now, sittings of strong determination are just these hour long sittings during the meditation where the whole point is to not move your body whatsoever. And I felt so much anxiety come over me when they started talking about that. I was like, but how am I going to do it? My butt's going to go numb. My nose is going to be itchy. I'm going to have to like fix my hair. Like what's going to happen? I can't do it. It's impossible. But the main principle of Vipassana is equanimity. And well, actually there are two main principles. They are equanimity and the tool for attaining equanimity is impermanence. Or I shouldn't say the tool for attaining it, rather the tool for experiencing it is awareness around the impermanence of all things. The root of suffering is attachment to the impermanent all the time. There is no reality in which that's not the case. So these sittings of strong determination at first seemed absolutely impossible. Like I said, I was like, but what if, what if, what if, because I'm so used to constantly readjusting the second that, you know, my body experiences any sort of discomfort. But, and I wrote a blog post about this because it was so powerful. What happened and the reason why these sittings of strong determination are a thing is because you begin training your body to realize that every single sensation that it experiences is impermanent and so you can't really feel anxiety or feel like all of this fear or whatever comes up for you around something that's impermanent because it's just arising and passing arising and passing so in that moment of you know your leg getting pins and needles and being like oh i have to move it because i can't possibly be with this that is the opportunity for you to realize that everything is impermanent and that if you just allow it to pass it'll pass And like I said, at first I didn't believe it, but I witnessed it within my own body of being like, oh my God, how am I going to sit for an hour? My legs already got pins and needles. This is so fucked up. But then just being with it, being with it, being with it, and then just seeing it almost like evanesce into thin air. And eventually what happens is that you're able to start applying these same principles that you used to transmute the discomfort within your body to your mind, which is really what causes a lot of our suffering, right? 
And so now when these thoughts came up, this shame shitstorm that was trying to pull me into these dimensions of like, you're a terrible person and blah, I was like, okay, that's just a thought and everything is impermanent. So I know that this thing is just arising and passing the same way as my pins and needles on my leg were. So now I had this new way of processing emotions and processing difficulty where it was like, oh, that's coming up for me. I'm feeling shame, but that's not who I am. And so I don't need to identify with these things from my past anymore because they're just things arising and passing. I can observe them and I can let them go. To say that I left completely transformed from Vipassana would be an understatement of epic proportions. This was the first time that I actually fully sat with my discomfort without numbing, without escaping. My ability to finally feel my emotions allowed them to be transmuted and to leave my body, to leave my mind, to leave my being, which essentially, sadly, is essentially the opposite of what society tells us to do. Pretty much everything at this stage is being used as an escape mechanism. If you think about, you know, alcohol and drugs and even sex, even relationships, shopping, television, reality shows, like all of this stuff, sports, all of these things, all of these external stimuli are just there to distract us from the truth of our own experience. And that is what silence gives us. Silence gives us the ability to really fucking be with ourselves. If you look at some of the most joyous and serene at peace people in the universe, they're probably, they're monks who have nothing, who are sitting on, t- on the top of a mountain by themselves, meditating in silence. And these are the most joyous people in the world. Yet we've been conditioned to think that this thing that we seek is outside of ourselves. And that is why silence is important. Because the more we can sit with silence, the more we can start to be with the source of our dissatisfaction, and the more it starts to release its hold over our lives. Particularly in this wildly overstimulating marketed Western reality, silence brings us home. Silence brings us back towards our truth. the spaces in between are everything even you know i got i got sucked into the um into even using spiritual development as a form of escapism i got sucked into using plant medicines and and psychedelics in that way where i was just like okay let me have an experience after an experience and i'm just constantly growing and evolving and evolving but what was happening is that all of these things were not really integrating because i wasn't giving myself space in between to do that and the silence allows that. So I'm not saying, you know, become a, become a monk and go meditate for the rest of your life. But my invitation to you is to cultivate silence in your everyday. How can you bring silence in to your everyday, even if it's just for a few minutes? Even if it's just for a few minutes, like how, what would that look like? Now, these are perhaps uncomfortable questions but these are questions that i ask myself and at the end of every episode i'm always going to ask you these questions because they have brought me a lot and i hope that they will do the same for you so reflection questions what is it about silence or stillness that feels uncomfortable and you might be jumping and being like uh i don't think it feels uncomfortable if you're not if you don't have a practice where you're cultivating silence or stillness 
that means that it's because to an extent you feel uncomfortable. And I see this a lot with my clients of being like, okay, time to cultivate a meditation practice. And it's like this resistance, oh, but I can't meditate because my mind goes crazy because all of these things. Meditation is not about shutting your mind off. It's about becoming the observer of your mind. It's about being able to be with yourself. It's about being able to be with those thoughts and being like, hey, you're impermanent. I'm just the observer. I run this shit. Okay. Question number two, what are you scared you might find if you were to really sit with yourself? (sighs) Again, you know, you might be feeling like I'm not scared, but I invite you to go a level deeper because I know for me, I didn't think that I was scared of silence until I actually sat in silence and I was like, oh fuck, I have to be with myself. I was scared of knowing myself. I had like done so much shit in my life that had created shame and and guilt and all of these like false identities that I was like, I was scared to see what what my inner truth was. I was scared to be with the repercussions of my actions. And so they were running my life without me even realizing it. You know, if you don't own your shit, your shit owns you. Silence allows us to own our shit. Next question. Do you seek out noise in an attempt to avoid your inner landscape? Can you think of a moment where, you know, you've had kind of like a, oh my God, like I'm just like by myself now. I need to, I need to do something. I need to eat something. I need to drink something. I need to smoke something. I need to call someone. I need to do something, right? So just inviting you to reflect on those moments. And finally, how can you bring a little bit of silence into your life in a way that feels achievable and sustainable? Now, like I said, this isn't about becoming a pro meditator tomorrow. It's not about meditating for an hour every day. I've seen myself do this with like working out, being like, from now on, I'm going to work out an hour every day. Like, bitch, you're going from zero to 100. Like, that's not going to work. So small little increments. Being in silence for three minutes a day at first. Setting a timer. like checking out insight timer if you haven't already that's my favorite meditation app and just being like I'm gonna meditate for three minutes today I'm gonna be silent for three minutes today and just see what comes up for me so those are my invitations to you my experience with silence and yeah I hope that I hope that some of this has resonated with you if you have any questions or comments please feel free to reach out via Instagram it's Dre underscore Pompriant Thank you for being on this journey. And uh, I would love to hear some of your reflections. If you desire to share, I would love to hear them. Sending y'all so much love.